Radio. Welcome to the Unlimited Wealth Podcast, where we help entrepreneurs like you build the wealth and lifestyle you deserve. My name is Nicholas Jensen, bringing you the secrets behind the relationships, strategies, and mindset of the most successful people on the planet. Showing you how to collapse time frames in order to win at business, money, and the adventures of life. You don't know what you don't know, so I'm here to show how the wealthy live, think, and make their money grow. It's time to live the life that you deserve. I'm, I'm here to help. My, my name is Nicholas Jensen. And, and this is Unlimited Wealth. Hello, my friends, and welcome back to the Unlimited Wealth Podcast. My name is Nicholas Jensen. Hey, today's guest is Dallin Rever. After finishing his master's degree and working in a job he enjoyed, he found himself actually being unfulfilled. So in today's episode, he's going to share with us how he was able to discover a paradigm shift. He found that through the power of not only journaling, but journaling correctly, where he was able to find more passion, more productivity, and more meaning to relentlessly start pursuing his dreams. So please help me welcome my guest, Dallin Rever. Hey, Dallin, uh, thanks for joining me today on uh, on the podcast. Nicholas, awesome to be here. Thanks for having me, man. I'm excited to to have a conversation with you. You kind of spent the the good portion of your the last few years figuring out why journaling is such an important activity, right? For not only for productivity and for progression and self-development, but also, you know, how it can help you in in all areas of your life. So, I'm excited to have this conversation because quite frankly, that's something that I I struggle with. Like I don't do a very good job of journaling. There was a two-year period in my life where I journaled every day. <laughs> yeah. After that two-year period, very, very inconsistent. So, right, right. So yeah, welcome, welcome to the show. Maybe before we get started, do you mind just giving my audience the 10,000-foot view of who you are, how you came to this point, and, and we can kind of go from there? Yeah. So thanks for that intro. I am originally from Utah and was lucky, lucky enough to play baseball at the collegiate level. And so the majority of my you know, younger life was involved in athletics. And from that, when I was finished playing ball, I, I stayed within the athletic realm and went to pursue a, a master's degree in sports science. And while, you know, I, I went to Kentucky and was pursuing this degree that, you know, was something that I was interested in, was something that I enjoyed and was able to land a pretty sweet gig out of college or out of my master's degree. And that took me down to Tampa where I was working, you know, not only with athletes, but on the research end of performance and being involved with the science behind that. And I I just quickly found out that, you know, although that it was something that I enjoyed there, there was still more that I wanted to pursue. There was still a sense of fulfillment that this job wasn't fulfilling. And so this kind of led down a series of events where, you know, I was able to, like you said, find you know, a passion in journaling and then ended up stepping away from my job to pursue now my, my company full time. So that just happened. I, I was able to step away in June. And so now, you know, I'm working full time on getting, getting the ball rolling with this, but that's the, uh, that's a spark note version of my journey and, you know, myself. So in your, uh, in the sports realm, of sports performance. Did you focus mainly on the physical aspect of performance or the mental aspect of it? The physical. So basically what I was involved in is athlete monitoring. So we use technology to monitor these athletes in a variety of sports and we would monitor them through their competitive activity. So, so what this allows you to do is see the in-game demands, right? So what does what does each athlete at each position need to be able to do, to accomplish 
in a game. And so once you're able to understand that better, then you can reverse engineer it for their training, for their nutrition and their recovery. So it's a lot of data-driven performance science where you're analyzing data, you're, you're basically structuring their plan with data in order to make sure that they're at their peak performance when their peak performance is needed. So how did, so from there, you talked about the job wasn't fulfilling. So how did you, how did you make the transition from kind of that aspect of, of work? For me, it sounds super interesting, right? But from that aspect to, Hey, this isn't fulfilling for me. And how, like, how did that come about? And why journaling? Like how, why was it journaling that kind of, I guess, make that transition? Yeah, it's a great question. So, so basically, you know, through this process where I was finding that I I wasn't really happy at my job, I started to dive into more, I guess, introspective practices. I was listening to a lot of uh, podcasts. I was practicing meditation. I was doing things that, you know, people were preaching would help not only, not only discover yourself, but understand what it is that that truly ignites you. And one of the things that was powerful for me was I joined a group by Rob Dial. He's got a podcast called Mindset Mentor, and I've listened to him for years. And he he preaches journaling and journaling correctly. So I was interested in this and it was actually a birthday gift for my wife to join this group for a month. So I went into it, like, like you said, you know, having no experience with journaling, not really sure what I'm getting into. And but just intrigued by by the mental benefits that he was preaching from journaling correctly. And and when I say journaling, you know, I think it's important to understand that I'm not just talking about a blank sheet of paper and a pen, but there's certain, you know, tactics or techniques like that. The the term journaling encompasses goal setting, gratitude journaling, and then even answering journal prompts. So that's one of the things that we went through as a group. And then we would discuss, you know, how does this apply to our past? How does this, how can we apply this moving forward? And it was in this short 30 day period where, you know, I went from a place where I was stressing so much about what am I going to do with the rest of my life? If I'm not happy at this job, that means I need a change. But if I make a change, what does that change look like? And so this was extremely stressful. And I was able to make this transition from stressing about that to focusing on, you know, who, who do I want to become? Because I might not be able to tell you what I'm going to do for the rest of my life, but I can tell you the type of person that I want to become. And once you understand, you know, who that person is, what what kind of attributes that person has, then you can be that person today. And that for me has been the catalyst to accelerating progress. And so it's, it's looking at things differently, right? I think a lot of people go through the stress of, not being satisfied with their job, but not knowing, you know, what, what that change will look like if they do make a change. And, and because they don't know what that looks like, they're, they're held at a standstill. And I think if we can transition that focus to, you know, if I don't have the answer to that and all it's do, doing is causing me stress, then why don't I focus on what I can control? And that is not only who I am today, but who I'm striving to become. So you brought up uh, something interesting there you talked about there's a difference between journaling and journaling properly. Correct. Yep. Talk to us about what does it mean to journal properly? Cause it, from my standpoint, I have a hard time spending, even carving out the 
time. Let me, let me rephrase that. I don't have a hard time carving out the time. I have a hard time wanting to carve out the time to sit down and reflect and journal and meditate simply because I'm a progress type of guy. Like I like to be able to gauge progress. I like to be able to check the box and, and say that's done. I like to be able to see when, when I'm done to step back and be like, okay, I can see a noticeable result. Mm-hmm. The thing that I've struggled with from a journaling aspect, and I'm not, I'm not saying that it doesn't work mm-hmm. uh, because I think there's, there's too much evidence that it does. But for me, I have a hard time gauging progress. I may be able to be like, dude, I'm going to journal every day for the next 30 days. And about three days in, I'm like, eh, <laughs> this, right, is, right. This, this is okay. But I have a hard time gauging progress. So talk to us about how to journal correctly. Like what's, what does it mean to journal correctly and how do we go about it? So the big thing is first starting off simple, right? So like you said, like, you know, it can be a daunting task, even myself where I'm talking about journaling. If I were to set a goal to journal every day in the sense of just writing out my thoughts, like a diary, I'm not going to follow through with that. That's not going to last very long. So it's important to, to make it simple to where it's only going to take a few minutes a day. And then the techniques that I, that, you know, that were powerful for me and that my journal encompasses involves learning from your past. So not only, you know, having experiences, but understanding them better so you can learn from them so that you can apply them to the future while thriving in the moment. So this is done through setting daily goals, which is just today's top three goals that that can be that can be the start. And then, you know, three things that you're grateful for today, and then finishing the day with answering one or two questions of what went well today, and what can I improve upon tomorrow. So And in doing this, when you're gauging progress, like you said, it's difficult to come to a tangible result where you can say that this result is directly from journaling, but where the, where the progress is attained is through self-awareness, right? So you become more self-aware of not only where your strengths are, but where your focus needs to be. And from that, you'll find that your days are much more productive. So I know most of the listeners here are business related. So you might have certain benchmarks or goals within your within your business that you're trying to reach. Well, self-awareness and, and productivity are only going to help reach those quicker, right? So um, I think it could be the progress towards these goals could be your measurable, but the biggest impact is through cultivating this self-awareness that helps you understand, you know, what what is working for you and what is and how you can adjust that, improve upon it. Talking a little bit about self-awareness. And I think that that comes differently for everybody. Like if you were to ask me the question, Hey, Nick, tell me about your self-awareness. I'd be like, um, (laughs) I, I run at a high octane and (laughs) (laughs) that's, that's about it. So do you know what I mean? So from your, from your perspective, as you're journaling and becoming self-aware, like, was there, is there a moment from your experience that it just started to click? Like some people talk about like, Oh, um, I was doing whatever for X amount of days. And all of a sudden it clicked. For example, I was listening to a, uh, a podcast by Jesse Itzler and he talked about living with monks and, he basically was like going crazy for three days and then something happened for him. 
I can't specifically remember what he said, but something happened to where it just clicked. And then the rest of the time that he spent living with them was, was amazing. Mm-hmm. So from your perspective and talking about self-awareness and getting better at what your strengths are and where you need to focus your time, is it, have you noticed, is it, you kind of have to go through a struggle and then it, after a period of time, it just starts to click or do you notice that it starts to unveil itself gradually over yeah. time and to where you can actually look back, you know, I don't know, three months l- later and be like, Oh, now I see. Do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Yeah. Um, to that last point, you know, I don't, I don't, I can't recall a, a day or a moment where it clicked like, like you're saying, but I, like you said, I can recall the gradual effect that it's had. And even now, you know, I can tell, I can tell a difference in my days and my productivity from the days that I started my day with my journal and the days that I don't, because one of the things that has really helped me out is a lot of times, you know, when I go to bed at night and I have all these ideas and thoughts and goals that I want to work on the next morning, I wake up the next morning and then I'm kind of in limbo for a little bit thinking, you know, like, what was that I wanted to do? What, what, what's the most important task that I need to tackle today? And there was a lot of wasted time there, but now throughout, you know, the practice of, of journaling and being able to jot down my notes as my day comes to a close, I'm able to set those goals for tomorrow. So when I wake up, I know exactly what needs to be accomplished. And it just helps kind of create that, that state of flow where you're not only working on tasks, but you're working on important tasks and you're actually doing things that are moving the needle. So it's something that for me, you know, definitely after spending the time to create a habit out of it, it, it's become more and more noticeable on how it, it affects my mindset going into the day and throughout the day. So it's something that I'm aware of now because sometimes I get behind or, you know, I got to help out with the kids in the morning and I don't get to journaling and, and I feel like I'm, I spend my day more spinning my wheels when that happens. Have you noticed that your productivity from a business standpoint and actual results has increased from, from your journaling? Yeah, there's no doubt. There's no doubt. Um, you know, I, it's, it's almost like an, an extra piece of accountability for me, especially when in my position where I'm working by myself and for myself, it can be easy to work on tasks that are easy, but not necessarily productive to be busy, but not productive and having a journal and things that I write out that as important tasks that I need to accomplish. It's, it's an accountability tool that you know, I, I have to face every day. And if I don't get, get to it today, then I better be getting to it tomorrow. So it's definitely been a a powerful tool in, in my progress with my business as well. And it also allows me to not forget things that I need to do. I think we underestimate or we overestimate the power of our memory where, you know, there's things all the time where we, we might be driving or in the shower or, you know, doing whatever and have a, an idea that we don't want to forget. And, you know, fact of the matter is we, we tend to forget those things frequently. And I, I always say that my journal is the best memory I have because, you know, at the end of my day, if there's anything on my mind, I can write it down and then I can just kind of forget about it because I know when I get back to it tomorrow, it's still going to be there. So this, you know, it, it's been, it's been very helpful for allowing me to stay on task. 
It's interesting you bring that up. I think it was like it was like three nights ago, three o'clock in the morning. I woke up and I'm like, oh, that's a great idea. And then like the <laughs> thought started spinning, and I had like two or three really good ideas off it. I'm like, this is amazing. This is like revelation from heaven. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, I'm gonna I'm gonna remember that. I'm gonna write this down tomorrow morning, dude. The next morning, I couldn't remember that stuff. I like yeah. I was so mad at myself. I was like, because you didn't want to get out of bed, and <laughs> yeah. write something down. Or reach over and grab your phone so you could like, and I dude, I forgot it. I, in fact, I'm trying to remember right now. I don't know that I ever recalled it to actually write it down. I just remember in that moment that I was like, these are great ideas. And then the next day being so pissed because I couldn't remember what they were. (laughs) Yeah, that's hilarious. That happens all the time, man. I think it's. What are your thoughts, digital journaling versus uh, pen to paper? Yeah, it's a great question too. So, so basically my thoughts, uh, I guess my short thought is it, it's always better to write pen to paper. And there's a few reasons for that. And, and I understand there is a demand for, for digital note taking and things of that nature, but you're also running a risk when you're using digital devices, because if I ask you, you know, what's the most distracting device that, that you have, you're probably going to say either your phone or your computer. So a lot of times what happens is we we get on our digital device to to make some notes, but we get distracted by notifications, social media, messages, whatever it might be. And this disrupts your train of thought. Right. So if you're diligent and, and you're and you're good at eliminating those distractions, then sure, that's that's a that's a great tool to use. But a lot of people struggle with with those types of distractions. And the other thing is they've actually looked at brain scans from people who who write pen to paper versus people who typed on a computer and what they find in these brain in these brain scans are that people who write pen to paper actually do a better job at controlling their emotional centers of the brain and activating their prefrontal cortex which is where you're able to you know express things logically where you're able to recall memory where you're able to make, you know, your decision making comes from there. So it's not only it's it's something that science has looked into and found these benefits of how it affects the brain. And when you're able to suppress these emotions and think more logically, it, it allows you to to make better decisions. Uh, interesting. Cool. This has been a great conversation, Don. If listeners want to reach out to you and they want to follow you, how do they get a hold of you? So, you know, I'm, I'm actually fairly active on Twitter at Dallin Reber. That's D-A-L-L-E-N-R-E-B-E-R. And uh, I have a link, downreber.com. That's got, it's got a free download of how to journal correctly. If anyone's interested in getting started, but not sure if it's something that they want to invest in, because truth be told, you can start with just a pen and paper. And this lays out some, some important uh, techniques that you can go through as well as a link to my journal uh, on Amazon. Um, those, I would say, are the best places to contact me. You could send me a message through my personal link or find me on Twitter and send me a direct message and I'll reply just about instantly. Awesome, Down. Thanks, thanks for joining us. Any last parting words you want to leave with the audience before we go? If being more productive or if, or if you're in a spot where you do desire change, but not really sure what that change looks like, start investing some time into practices that are going to help 
increases self-awareness, help you understand more about yourself. And, and for me, that practice was journaling for others. It might be, you know, meditation or even reading, listening to podcasts, but spend some time, you know, maybe wake up 30 minutes earlier, spend some time in these areas and your self-awareness is going to grow and you'll gradually become more aware of the steps that you need to take. Awesome. Hey, uh, thanks again for joining us down for those listeners that want to reach out to him. Uh, check him out on Twitter or go, go uh, to Amazon, pick up a copy of his journal. I'll put those links in the show notes. And until next time, uh, thanks for so much for listening and go out and build the wealth and the lifestyle you deserve. See you later. Hey, real quick. Are you a six or seven figure entrepreneur who is making great money, but like so many other unwealthy successes, you're not seeing your wealth grow? If so, I can help. Head over to nicholascjensen.com forward slash wealth and take my free wealth building assessment now. Learn how to become a strategic investor and start building the wealth you and your family deserve. Again, that's Nicholas, the letter C, Jensen.com forward slash wealth. We'll see you next time on Unlimited Wealth.